Nothing wrong with having a car, a house, a cottage, a boat, an airplane, whatever God's blessed you with. Praise the Lord for it. But it must never share a part of your heart. Otherwise, it becomes an idol. You don't want that. The title of the message today is, Let's Just Praise the Lord. The theme of today is, May the Lord Be Praised. And so this is a message about praise. I have a question for you, and I don't want you to raise your hand or verbalize anything, but how often do you praise the Lord? How often do those words, Lord, I praise you, flow from your lips? Is it once a month? Maybe once a week? Do you say those words once a day? Well, what sort of things might we praise the Lord for? The very first time the word praise is mentioned in the Bible is connection with a mother who gave birth to a child. Back in Genesis chapter 29, Jacob ended up marrying two women at the same time. You remember the story? And what were the names of those girls? Do you remember? One was Rachel and the other was Leah. Right. And which one did Jacob love more? Rachel. And he didn't care so much for Leah. Well, when the Lord saw that, he opened her womb and she started. She was a baby factory after that. And she had Reuben. And then she had um, Simeon. And then she had Levi. And then she had Judah. And in Judah, that's where we have the name praise. The Hebrew name Judah is Yehuda. Yehuda. Pretty uh, easy to see where we get Judah from, right? Uh, Yehuda. Uh, did you know also the name Judith comes from that? Also the name Jude, the name Judas, Judah. They're all derivatives of the same thing. And it means praise. And that's why she said in Genesis 29, she says, Now will I praise the Lord. Therefore she called his name Judah. So that's our first mention of praise. And so, um, uh, you ladies, if you're looking to have another child, just get your husband to not like you, I guess, is the lesson here, I suppose. And God start pumping out those babies. Just kidding. But an uh, interesting, interesting story. Now, we use the words praise and we use the word worship. And technically the word worship has to do with worth. Worth. What's God worth to you? It refers to God's character. And the word praise has to do with like prize. And there's quite a value connected to that. Uh, the idea is like first prize. The Apostle Paul wrote in Romans 15:11. he said again, Praise the Lord, all ye Gentiles, and laud Him, all ye people. Laud, L-A-U-D, that's a word we don't use much, but laud means praise upon praise. You see, this sort of goes back to my question for you. How often do you, as God's child, how often do you praise the Lord? Do you praise the Lord Verbally, every day, every week, every month, every six months, once a year. <laughs> How often do you praise the Lord? In Hebrews chapter 13, 15, it says, By Him, that's Jesus, by Him therefore let us offer the sacrifice of praise 
to God continually. That is the fruit of our lips, giving thanks to His name. And so the word praise means prize and a very high value. And with this idea of praise comes the idea of celebration. It's something to get excited about. Now, what do you see as a prize in life? You know, the young man about to marry his bride, he'll say, boy, that's my prize right there. And he get all excited about his bride. As a scientist, uh, or I should say, a scientist might get excited about the Nobel Prize. Scientists like those things, you know. Hollywood actors may, may look at the Emmy Awards that they hand out every year as the prize, you see. An Olympic athlete might be looking for the gold medal, right, as the prize. But for a Christian, whom we praise becomes our prize. Whom we praise becomes our prize. Philippians 3.14, Paul wrote, I press toward the mark for the prize of the high calling of God in Christ Jesus. And so I suggest to you that by praising God every day, it focuses our attention on Him who is also our prize. And so for the next little bit, let's study the subject of praise. And we're calling it, let's just praise the Lord. Let's have a word of prayer first. Heavenly Father, with all our heart, we love you and adore you. And we ask that you would somehow get a hold of our heart and grip us and help us to learn something about the value of praising the Lord. And it's so important. They do it in heaven all the time. We read in the book of Revelation, Father, about the praises that are given to you voluntarily, joyfully. Father, help us to, to have joy in our hearts so that we too can praise you. The devil wants us to be discouraged and glum and blue. Walk beneath dark clouds every day. Father, whisk away some of those clouds. Bring the rays of sunshine into our hearts. Give us reasons. Remind us of reasons why we can praise you. Put us on the sunny side of the street. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. All right, with your Bible open, please, at Psalm 33, verse number 1. Would you please read that out loud together with me? Psalm 33, verse 1. Folks at home, you read too. Here we go all together. Rejoice in the Lord, O ye righteous, for praise is comely for the upright. Now that word comely means beautifully constructed, well put together, beautiful. And so the idea is that we are to adorn ourselves with praise to God. When you start to praise the Lord, in God's eyes, you become so much more beautiful. Now, God is not an egotistical maniac. He's not self-centered. Of course not. He's loving and giving. God so loved the world that He gave, not just a little pittance. He gave everything. He gave His best for you and for me. God loves us. We can beautify ourselves before the Lord as we praise God. You might not think of yourself as a very uh, worthwhile person or you may not think you're a very good Christian. And listen, maybe there's some truth to that. I don't know. But I do know this, that if you will get in the habit of praising the Lord, 
you will become so beautiful in the eyes of your heavenly Father. It's comely. This is in God's eyes. Remember, beauty is in the eye of the beholder. Well, God's got the eye and he beholds us. And as we praise, we are very beautiful in his eyes. So I want to briefly give you three points today. What, how, and when. Point number one. What does it mean to praise the Lord? What does it mean? What are we talking about? Well, praise, remember, has that idea of prize. And it carries with it also that idea of glory. To glory in something. To shine forth. To boast, if you will. And it often has some volume to it as well. And I want you to see this in Psalm 98. Turn there now, would you please? Psalm 98. And let's see, verse number 4. And and you can see this. You really can. Psalm 98, verse 4. Make a joyful noise unto the Lord, all the earth. Make Make a loud noise and rejoice and sing praise. You can see there's volume there, isn't there? And look at verse 6 as well. With trumpets and sound of cornet. Now those are loud instruments. Make a joyful noise before the Lord the King. So, now, a little sanctified imagination here. We're not talking about screaming and bellowing at the top of your lungs. We're talking about lifting up some volume to God. You know, if there's someone in our midst, then we're happy for them, we're thankful for them. We might sing together that old chorus, for he's a jolly good fellow. How many have ever heard that chorus? Raise your hand if you've heard, for he's a jolly good fellow. Okay, now I'm just curious. How many have never heard that chorus, for he's a jolly good fellow? Raise your hand. Be honest. You never heard it? Okay. Hey, let's sing a bar or two of it together, okay? All together. For he's a jolly good fellow. Okay, that's enough. (laughs) You get the idea. Now, if someone was in our midst and, and we really appreciated them, they made a great impact on our lives and we wanted to sing that song, how would we sing that song? Would we close our lips and say, for he's... A jolly good fellow. Or as quiet as we can. Is that what we would do? No. You know we would all get smiles and we'd fill our lungs with air. For he's a jolly good fellow. We'd lift it up, wouldn't we? When we sing happy birthday. Happy birthday to you. No. We, get, we show a lot of teeth. Happy birthday. And we get all excited about someone's birthday. And we got birthdays today, don't we? Amen. Yeah, and we got anniversaries today as well. By the way, if your birthday or anniversary falls on a Sunday or Wednesday, I'll make mention of it. If it falls on a Monday, Tuesday, I'll think about you. (laughs) But at church, I'll make mention of it. Once in every seven years, your birthday or anniversary will fall on a Sunday and on a Wednesday. So fear not. Well, this idea of praise, what does it mean? What? It means to glory and to boast, to shine forth. And there's some volume. You needn't turn there, but Psalm 118, verse 28 says, Thou art my God, and I will praise thee. Thou art my God, I will exalt thee. So you get the idea of what praise is. It's something that can have a little bit of volume. It's something that we prize, we boast, we glory, we shine forth, we lift up. Now that's kind of the idea of the word praise. 
Think of how excited Leah, the wife of Jacob, was when she gave birth to Judah, this little bouncing baby boy, and she was so excited, she called him Yehuda. Yahoo! <laughs> well, anyhow, that's my take on it. That gives you sort of my, my thought. You know, how, how do you spell Yehuda? This is how, Yahoo! <laughs> that's how she must have felt. And that's how you and I ought to feel about our wonderful Heavenly Father. You know, the world is full of pagan gods, little idols, statues, things that people will burn incense to and make prayers to. They have eyes, but they can't see. They have ears, but they can't hear. They have mouths, but they can't speak. But our God created the heaven and the earth. Our God formed us. Ah, there's none like him. We take great pride in celebrating and praising God. So what is praise? It means to celebrate and boast in our wonderful God. Point number two, how do we do it? How are we to praise God? Well, for this, let's go to Psalm 48. Psalm 48 will give us a hint. Psalm 48 I suggest to you the way we praise God, the way we do it, is greatly with all our hearts. Greatly with all our hearts. In Psalm 48 and verse number 1, I'd like you to read this out loud with me, please. Psalm 48 and verse 1. Here we go. Great is the Lord and greatly to be praised in the mountain city of our God, in the mountain of His holiness. I'm sorry if I threw you off there. I'm so excited about this, I got, went to the end of the verse. It, this, this psalm here is one that we sing. Pastor Silver has led us in, in this psalm more than once, hasn't he? Great is the Lord and greatly to be praised. Say, I almost think he did that today, don't you? Yeah, I think I'm right there. So, great is the Lord and greatly to be praised. So, how are we to praise the Lord greatly? Greatly. He is greatly to be praised. The idea of great means exceeding. It means mighty. It doesn't mean just a little bit. It means abundance. Over and above. Your cup is not only full, but it's flowing over. And that's the idea here of greatly. Why? Uh, because God is so great. That's why. F folks, listen. You, you cannot outthink God. You cannot outpower God. You cannot praise Him too much. He is so ultimately beyond what any of us have even the slightest imagination. He is so great. You, you, you might think, well, boy, I don't want to over-praise God. You won't. You won't. You're like a drop in the ocean on your best day. So give it your best. You see, if all you are is a drop, then hey, a drop is, is, you get enough drops together, you'll get an ocean. So give it your best. You are to praise Him greatly because He is a great God and greatly to be praised. You know, our Savior Jesus, He's talked about in Isaiah chapter 9, verse 6. And His name shall be called Wonderful, Counselor, the Mighty God, the Everlasting Father, the Prince of Peace, right? I mean, these are like 
great adjectives. They're like superlatives almost. And you need to praise God that way. How are we supposed to praise God? We're supposed to praise God greatly. And then secondly, with all our heart. That's what it says here. Now, the world must not share a part of your heart. You got one heart. Give it to Jesus. Don't let the world share a part of your heart. Well, I love Jesus, but boy, I sure love my money. I sure love my car. I sure love my... You fill in the blank. Things that are going to pass away. Things of this life and this life only. Praise God if He's blessed you with them. Nothing wrong with having a car, a house, a cottage, a boat, an airplane. Whatever God's blessed you with. Praise the Lord for it. But it must never share a part of your heart. Otherwise it becomes an idol. You don't want that. Idols are not good. God specifically said, Thou shalt have no other gods before me. We're not to have anything to do with any kind of idolism. Hmm? Some people love Elvis Presley. They call him the king and they idolize him. Uh, I think that's a mistake. I mean, he was a man, a flawed man like we all are. He had a beautiful voice, though. I think we ought to admit that. But look at the life. Oh, he so totally destroyed his life. And people who follow him, look what they're following. What kind of example is that? Hmm? So no, let's keep our eyes on Jesus. He is the author and finisher of our faith. He is the one that should have first place, first prize, first prize in our hearts. And so the Lord must have all our heart. Um, Psalm 111 verse 1 says, Praise ye the Lord, I will praise the Lord with my whole heart. And so there you have it. How are we to praise God? Two ways. Number one, greatly. Number two, with all our heart. Now remember the question I asked you earlier. How often do you praise the Lord? Well, are you praising Him with all your heart? Are you praising Him greatly? Point number three, when are we to praise God? When are we to praise God? Let's go to Psalm 113. Turn to the right. Psalm 113 gives us our answer. Psalm 113. Now, the real answer, the proper answer, the biblical answer, when we should be praising God, the proper answer is all throughout the day. All throughout the day. Not just once in the morning. Psalm 113 and verse number 3. Read it out loud, please, folks, all together. From the rising of the sun unto the going down of the same, the Lord's name is to be praised. Why, that sounds like a song, doesn't it? Does that remind you of anything we've sung this morning? We sure have, haven't we? We're told here, from the rising of the sun to the going down of the same, the Lord's name is to be praised. But did you, I'll let you on a little secret. If you happen to wake up at two in the morning, maybe you've got to go to the refrigerator, or maybe you've got to go somewhere else. <laughs> you can praise the Lord. Even at 2.05 in the morning, you can lift your heart to God. You want to keep it a little low because others may be sleeping but you can lift your voice 
in praise to God because He is your prize. If you know Him, if you're part of His family, folks, we're in school here on earth and we're doing the best we can, but when He calls us home, that's when the excitement really begins. So we need to do our best in school. We need to keep our eyes on Jesus and live for, live for Him, but from the rising of the sun unto the going down of the same. The Lord's name is to be praised. So I suggest to you all throughout the day. But something else I suggest to you under this third point, when are we to praise the Lord? Well, we're to praise Him when He blesses us. When you get a blessing, you're to praise the Lord. Now obviously, if you get a pay raise, you want to praise the Lord about that. If God blesses you with a child, you sure want to praise the Lord about that. If God blesses you with some material thing, a house, a car, piece of land, whatever, if God has given you blessings, you want to praise the Lord for that. Hey, how about your church? How about your church? You come to Grace Baptist Church, is that worth praising the Lord over? Do you enjoy coming to church? I hope you do. I sure enjoy seeing you. You know, I enjoy looking at you when you smile. Most of you have all your teeth. And I sure, uh, sure enjoy uh, seeing that and just being with you and hearing you sing. You know, that, to me, that, I thank God for that. And I, I give praise to the Lord. We're to praise God throughout the day. We're to praise God when He gives us blessings of all sorts. In fact, look, let's go back to Psalm 68. Psalm 68. This is a real good one here. Psalm 68 and verse number 19. This is a verse I want you to remember. Psalm 68, 19. Read it together out loud with me. Blessed be the Lord who daily loadeth us with benefits, even the God of our salvation, Selah. The word Selah means, well, stop and think about that. Meditate on that. A lot of good truth there. And so, blessed be the Lord who weekly, what's the Bible say? Daily. Daily. You know why you're here today? Because God allowed you to be. You were able to sleep through the night and wake up this morning, open your eyes, and you're still here because of God's goodness. Your heart is beating because of God's goodness. Your body organs and functions and the blood is flowing and it does a myriad of different things you're not even aware of because God is keeping things in control. We are here clothed and in our right mind because of the goodness of God. We could all be raving lunatics running naked through the streets, babbling incoherently, totally out of our minds. We're destined for the loony bin. Every one of us. But God in His goodness has blessed us. Daily loading us with benefits. Boy, if that isn't something to praise the Lord about, I'm not sure I know what is. Every day you're getting reminders all the time of God's blessing. All the time of His goodness. All the time of His love and His care. If you're not praising the Lord, something's wrong. You need to be praising the Lord. So, when are we to do it? Listen to this. We're to do it throughout the day. We're to do it when He blesses us. But there's a third time we're to do it. And we're to praise the Lord when things happen that we don't understand. 
when things go wrong as they sometimes will, when the road you're trudging seems all uphill, when the funds are low and the debts are high and you want to smile but you have to sigh, when care is pressing you down a bit, rest if you must, but don't you quit. And it's during these times, during the valley experiences, during the shadow of death experiences, that we also need to praise the Lord. Because, let's be honest, things always don't go the way they should, right? Sometimes the car works great. Sometimes you go out and the tire's flat. Or, or maybe it's not the tire. Maybe you put the key in. Have you ever had your car talk to you? Does your engine have attitude? Do you turn the key and it says, Leave me alone. Oh, 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 oh. It's happened. And in life, there are days that aren't so good. And that's when the devil jumps up on top of your shoulder and says, oh, oh, You see, I told you. God doesn't love you. I told you. Look, if God really loved you, you wouldn't be going through what you're going through. I mean, you don't deserve this. You're a good person. And look what you're going through. Look what's happened to you. You want to know how to get rid of the devil off your shoulder? Start to praise the Lord. I'm going to show you this in the Scriptures. If you turn to the New Testament, the book of Acts. I'm going to show you this. I want you all to see it. The book of Acts And we're, after this, we're, we're done. But Acts chapter 16. This is a story here on how the Apostle Paul and his, his buddy Silas, they came to the city of Philippi and a great revival broke out. People were getting saved. A church got started. And great things were happening. Well, the devil didn't take that lying down. It wasn't long before the devil started to to get some opposition going against Paul and Silas. And these were two good men. They weren't thieves. They weren't scam artists, con artists. They weren't rapists or muggers. They weren't child uh, abusers. They They were good, solid, wonderful men of God. So the old devil got some opposition going against them. And they made false accusations. And they grabbed them. And they beat them. And they threw them in a jail. And it wasn't a nice day jail either. It was a dirty, dank place. They threw them in. And they charged the jailer. And they said, if they escape, you die. And so that jailer did everything in his power to make sure they weren't going anywhere. It was his life. Well, here's Paul and Silas, and they're aching, and they can hardly find a place where, you know, to, to sit, an angle to sit at where there's no pain. And the blood is still fresh in their wounds. And no doubt, how can you not be discouraged over something like that? I mean, folks, if that happened to any one of us, that would be a bad day, wouldn't it? And here they were, the two of them. And so, what are they going to do? Look at verse 25. 
And at midnight, Paul and Silas prayed and sang, what's the next word? Praises unto God. And the prisoners heard them. Isn't that interesting? When you have a bad day and the devil seems to get the upper hand on you, and if by faith, I mean you do it by faith, not by feeling, because you don't feel like doing it. You know what you feel like doing is breaking those chains out of the wall, stomping, grabbing the, the jailer, slapping him around a bit, go find the magistrates, do the same to them and say, there, that serves you right. Yeah, that's what you feel like doing. You feel like calling in Superman and say, kill them, please just get rid of them. You feel that. But by faith, if you will start to praise the Lord for the things you don't understand. You don't understand why the tire went flat, why the dog died, why the engine gave up the ghost. You don't understand why the landlord is putting the rent up. You don't understand why the boss is kind of saying, well, you know, we got to make job cuts and he's looking at you. You don't understand. And if you will, by faith, do what Paul and Silas did. You know, the first thing that happens, watch very carefully, is that devil on your shoulder, boom, he's gone. The devil can't stand it when you praise the Lord. The devil doesn't praise the Lord. He hates the Lord. And when he hears you starting to sing, Great is the Lord and greatly to be praised in the city of our God, in the mountain of his holiness. The devil says, if you're going to sing that, I'm out of here. And that's what you want. Get him out. Now you have peace. Peace comes and floods like a, like a river. But that's not all that happens. Others will see your reaction. The prisoners heard them. The prisoners, if it were them, they'd be screaming, I want my lawyer. And they'd take their little tin can across the, the bars, rackety, rackety, rack, rackety, rackety, let me out of here, warden, warden, I, I, I demand my rights. That's what the prisoners would do. But there's Paul and Silas. You know, it almost makes you wonder who was the prisoner? Maybe it was the jailer. Maybe he was the prisoner. Because I don't think Paul and Silas were really prisoners. And so neither will you be a prisoner if you start to praise the Lord. All of a sudden those bars will melt away. You'll be a free man, a free woman. You'll be able to praise the Lord with a joyful heart. You'll have peace. And then will come the blessings. In the story here, God turned the whole situation around in favor of Paul and Silas. You can read about it later. But God will turn your situation around as well. And he will bring you blessings. And when you can say, Father, I thank you that this miserable thing happened to me because if it didn't happen, I wouldn't be a blessed person today. I wouldn't have these blessings. I've had people through the years do some awful dirt to me. I've had people put the knife in and twist it. I've had that happen many times. But I've learned this lesson. Cast your care upon Him and by faith start to praise the Lord. And when you do that, the devil's gone, the peace comes. Others will see, and that's a good testimony. They're seeing you handle this thing wonderfully. 
And then the Lord will start to bring the blessings. And I've had so many incredible blessings in my life that I can actually point to this person, this man, this woman, and say, thank you for doing what you did to me. Because look what God has done for me. Now for the rest of your life, the memory of that man, that woman, that incident, is now a bright spot. It's no longer a dark cloud. It's not something you want to run from. It's something that you can like wear like a badge, a badge of honor. Look what God has done. Isn't that exciting? You see why it is you want to praise the Lord? Let's just praise the Lord. Would you stand to your feet? We'll pray. And I want to invite you to come on the invitation. Thank you for watching the message today. We invite you to join us again every Sunday and Wednesday for more inspiring messages from God's Word.